What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Darahan from Live My Fearless. Welcome back to our Music Files podcast where we talk about all the latest news and music and happenings just involving music and artists and everything. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Darius Walker. Say what up. What's going on, everybody? Artist D. Walker here. Welcome to the Music Files. Glad you are with us. Yes. Check sir. out the Living Life Fearless gear. I'm glad we're not matching today. Yeah. <laughs> me and Dario. Oh, went out. Happen to wear the same shit every now and then, but it's all fearless swag, so. (laughs) Right. Uh, Today's date is August 12th, 2018, for everybody listening. So, uh, I mean, we'll hop right into it. So, we just start with, you know, our usual format, go through some music news and what's happening and what's not. Um, So, as you all know, Cardi B has released her long-awaited debut, finally. And, Cardi, uh, <laughs> you know, not one to let somebody have the spotlight for too long. Nicki Minaj, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick, hey, Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, she gave her a week. Has done a lot this past <laughs> week or so, you know, or today, and so she yeah. dropped two singles. Um, well, Chun Li, she, she rolled out two singles. She, she didn't just drop them; she rolled them. Oh, out. she had a roll. See, she, I missed that. She, I was just there. At the she end. has a full rollout for these two singles. I didn't know she, she had a full rollout. She released the cover art. She released the cover art like four or five days before the singles oh, came see, out. I She's this. like, "Yo, <laughs> Thursday, I'm about to drop Chun Li and uh, Barbie Tings." <laughs> and when when was the exact day that Cardi B dropped? The day. Well, they dropped Thursday. Today, those songs came out, but I don't know what day the uh, the rollout started. So, because she dropped like she was only supposed to drop two songs, but I think three songs came out. Really, I only heard two. I don't know if the other song is like a weird leak or something, but um, yeah, there's a other there's another track. Let me see what I got. That other track is Halfback. See, I missed that. I didn't hear that one. And it almost sounds like the same. It almost sounds like the other two, honestly. And I think there was a snippet of Halfback uh, floating around. So maybe that one just got, the full track just got leaked or something the same day. But that one I saw before these other two tracks. And I was like, oh, what? This isn't the song that she was supposed to release. But So basically, there's another track floating. Okay. But... There's just been a lot of Nicki Minaj news. She released the un the unreleased verse from her motorsport, like the original verse, she yeah. sat down for like an hour long Zane Lowe interview and beats one. And yeah, so she just uh, she, style. She did a lot. The queen of the hip hop out here, like. So we'll just unpack this. So first, did you hear the first? <laughs> what are we talking about, Cardi B? No, we're or... this is Nikki. We're going <laughs> to talk about the music. We'll get to Cardi later. Are, are we going to talk about Cardi B's music or just the, the situation first? <laughs> uh, we're gonna we talk, talk about, about Nicki. Either. We'll get to, we'll get to Cardi B's album later, but right now we're right. gonna unpack this Nicki cool. Minaj. We'll talk about that. Yeah, rollout. So, have you heard the well, first two shit. songs? I mean, this goes. Yep. Your yep. thoughts, Chun Li, and uh, uh, well, it's interesting. After hearing Cardi B's album, it was kind of nice to hear a female rapper that was good at rapping. Like really, like she was like bars. It was like bars. Like that was what's crazy. Was like I could see the difference immediately, 
but then and then it was weird. It wasn't like her songs were hits though. Those I don't think these songs are hits. I don't think they're like like damn. No. But like some of the bars are like real nice. It it almost I mean, they might be a little bit better than um her rollout last year with no frauds and all a lot those better. joints. Those three it's almost were the same time. Absolutely nothing. She so like remember those so basically three tracks came out a year later around the same time. And did absolutely nothing. Addressing but slightly addressing a beef though. It's kind of weird the way she's doing this though. It's not like it's really hurting Cardi. No. But it's definitely slowing. It's definitely changing some streams. Like it's drawing. She's Nikki's drawing the Cardi streams over to her streams too right now, because everybody's gonna want to listen to the other female rapper. And if she says something, yeah, I mean that's what everybody was really trying to dissect what she was saying to see if she would, you know, talk about Cardi B specifically. She didn't really uh, speak I, about her own songs, and I'll say like like I mean my first impression was basically like yours like. Okay, so like, yeah, this is the difference between Nicki and Cardi is that Nicki is actually like a really good rapper. Like she, when she really puts her mind to it, like she's actually a really good artist who has like yeah. actual legit and her skill too. outside of her just melodies. Stuff. Made me realize. Whereas, yeah, and like, they're not hits, but they are. I think they are stronger than the first than the last year's offering, and I think Chun Li. Yeah, we'll catch on right. a little bit. I don't think it's gonna be like a mega smash, but I could definitely hear it on the radio. Oh yeah, it's gonna be pushed because I put on Spotify today, and those songs were already on the the Spotify playlist. Mm. They released on in this playlist, so it's gonna stream well if it's like already in the like band, like the hip hop. So, songs. so there's that the first singles. That was the first part. Of the whole, you know, spotlight stealing she's doing. And then uh, the whole hour-long yeah. interview with Zayn Lowe or Hour Plus. That was unexpected. Yeah. I, I didn't know think she that, was be done. I didn't know there was going to be, like, a tell-all joint. Yeah. Like, oh, yo, y'all ain't seen me in a minute? What's up? Because <laughs> she's been ghost, right? She hasn't been social on media uh, for like a while. Uh, social media. Yeah, like four months or something, so... She just been quiet. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't sit down the and whole watch year, the whole basically interview. since the new year. I didn't watch. I haven't. I've only heard like five minutes of I it. I caught some I highlights. Like, okay, um, she talked about a lot. She did talk about Cardi B, and you know, she kind of said that like, there's no beef, blah blah. Like, she just felt like her <laughs> and the Migos kind of made it look like she was lying about stuff and whatever, whatever. It was just that kind of right. passive aggressive shit she's been doing like this whole time that Cardi B has kind of rose to you know prominence. So that was like right. expected response. And then she talked about Meek yeah. Mill, which she kind of shit on this whole Meek Mill was getting fucked over by the judge thing because she was like she had yeah. no problems with the judge and like the judge seemed like she was doing everything that she wanted or asked <laughs> of her and like expected from a judge, yeah. you know, like so. She really wasn't supporting him that like she didn't sound like she was really supporting him in that way. <laughs> she wasn't on no free meat. Nah, she, she, like, yeah, she definitely know? wasn't waving it's the court. free meat flag, man. She was like, Well, like, <laughs> I just don't want all she basically said is I don't like seeing anybody in jail, but it wasn't like, Yeah, he shouldn't be locked mm. up. It was like uh, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, she was giving bars to Remy Ma though. She was giving bars to Remy Ma. 
in these. In the interview? For sure. Oh, yeah. There's a couple lines that she might be giving to Cardi, but she's definitely giving Remy Ma some shots. Still. Mm, I haven't listened that much, so I can't really break down. Oh, well, she had this line like, um, you got you got the bars, but you broke. You should have copped a plea. Like, <laughs> like she's rapping, like, because she's on that Love and Hip Hop. It's like her and, and Pat on the show. Mm. And she's like supposedly the better lyricist because of the Sheether thing, but like because she's on parole or whatever, she can't travel like Nicki can and all that. So like her career is just like not going to be able to propel. So like Nicki's kind of just shitting on the fact that she like is broke, but not broke. She's not broke. She's well, just like compared to Nicki, she's. she's I mean, if she did Nikki. respond or say something about her, it's kind of way too late like the sheet there was what almost oh, yeah. like well over a year now like oh, that yeah, whole wave is i don't think anybody was checking for remy ma like response from her like come on it's like that's way past nah. time like you should have been responding she's only talking about the the only two rapper females that are relevant remy ma and, and cardi basically <sighs> Cause she said the like I never had to strip to get the pole position. She addressed that and she said that that was not about Cardi and she said that she recorded that like back in Eve. like 2015 or some some shit like that. Like she recorded it like a while long long time ago. She did though. It's in another song. And actually, the beats remind me of uh, remember Itty Bitty Piggy off the uh, mixtape no. days. Nicki Minaj, mm. way back in the day. So before she dropped the album, she did a song called Itty Bitty Piggy. You guys can look that up. That joint, it's like a boom bap, kind of like, um, I forget which song it is, but it's it's similar to this. So it's just kind of bringing like a mixtape Nicki vibe to these uh, new releases as mm. well. So, I mean, she's been doing a lot, man. She, she came out of nowhere and she talked about a lot of shit in the interview, which I didn't sit down and listen to, but... She talked about a lot of stuff. She talked about, you know, trying to get Meek not to get into the I beef kinda, with Drake. She finally did acknowledge the beef with Meek and Drake a little bit. And was like, right. she's, but she said she didn't want to tell everything because she's, apparently she has a documentary coming too along with this album. Oh, she so has she's to, like really trying to go hard with this one. She said it's the best album she's ever made and da da da, da. Oh, shit. It's probably going to be the third part of that, um... It's my time or my time now or whatever. She had that series. Remember her last two releases? One was like, it was a whole documentary, but there was, it was supposed to be three sections. And I mm. think they kept up with the artist. It's a, it's a, it's crazy because it's, it's following her on tour. Um, both her tours. So like right when she came out and then a second one. So like this might be the, well, I can say I did not watch that, but she's doing everything. Like, so she's like definitely trying to take that shine away from. Cardi B, I mean, she would, she would say that, no, it's just coincidence that the timing is right after it's, yo, Cardi dropped and I didn't know about all of this. Once I saw the images, I was like, Young Money is playing games right now. Because Drake's song, that, um, uh, what's it called? Um, ah, uh, what's that new song that he just dropped? Nice for what? Uh. Nice for what? Yeah. So that's the Lauren Hill sample, mm. right? Cardi B's song, Care For You, is the Lauren Hill. She had to have Lauren Hill clear is that. It? I don't know. Only because she said, Care For Me. Care. I know like, it, only because Cardi said it a few times to the beat. So all I'm saying is, Drake dropped that 
a few like a week after the care for me joint that cardi dropped so it's a faster similar sample i mean but that's probably a coincidence but then nikki comes out with the rollout and then i like how nikki um didn't have features in these songs but she did say in one of the songs like we're the big three like you know little wayne nikki and drake so I like how she just mentioned them instead of like having them in the song. She might have them in the yeah, song I mean, later, but like she did, it was no better rocks, in the three pair. She tried it already, so it didn't work. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, is this petty or is this just competition? Like, is this petty or is this competition? Well, we always want lyrical sparring and shit, right? We like we like competition, right? Just because it's so, if it's women, it's petty now, or like, or well, because there's not enough female rappers at the top, they can't be. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's bit. what everybody's saying is that you know, there's only so many female artists out there, you should be out there supporting each other, blah blah blah. Like, yeah, but on the same time, like, whenever Kendrick drops something, you know, Drake typically does something, try to do something not too long after he does it, you know, like, kind of. Definitely. So I don't. I mean, a lot of people are claiming it's petty. There's definitely the female aspect to that, but I don't think it's petty. I think it's just like if you're at the top, it's basically like you know there can only be one person at the top, and you don't. And and Nicki, and I think especially for female rappers, it's kind of been shown. It hasn't really been proven yet that there can be Mm -hmm. multiple big artists at, at the top like that. Uh, where you can have right. a Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole, and they all have their own name. Whereas these female rappers all get mm-hmm. kind of clumped together, no matter what they rap about or no yeah. matter their style, you know what I'm saying? It's like they're always really, compared yeah. to each other. And then it's like, so I think that just enhances the, her like desire to kind of I think the problem is they, they all have that similar aesthetic because it's not all female rappers. Because if you think about like a Rhapsody, because Rhapsody doesn't conform to like... The, the like sexualization the little Kim of like her, her little femininity. Kim yeah, the little Kim model. So they don't they don't they don't follow the little Kim model. If they don't follow the little Kim model, then they're not I think it's they wanna beef the Barbie they like so Nicki Minaj is coining the Barbie thing. Um so I think they're just like it's all the girls just like they want the pretty girls to beef, like mean girls, you know, yeah. like they the you know, like the hot girl clique. They want they like watching them fight. You know, but then it's like everybody else is chill, just watching them, you know, go crazy and shit. I mean, it's a little bit petty, but but like it's, <laughs> it's war- but petty. it's warranted. I think. Like, I mean, you want to stay at the top, right? Like, she she's been quiet for yeah. like well over a year, and she, she you know she's losing yeah. that buzz, man. Everybody's on Cardi B right now. Cardi B, Cardi B, this, Cardi B, that. I'm sure she like well, she Cardi definitely B had her feelings just about that. An album, and it's been. Close to four years for Nicki. Has so. it been almost four years? She's for an album. Yeah, <laughs> it's like three at least. And it's I didn't even. And I didn't even think her last one or two were even that great. So yeah, she definitely has a lot to you know. So she's dropped music. But... I think this is the first time she's had like legit competition for like the spotlight in terms of, like yeah. female, like mainstream. Like Anaconda was a minute ago, right? Yeah, it was a minute ago. Even that was like more of just for the video and just asked than the actual song, but that's what she's doing this rollout for with the Chun Li joint, or is it the no Barbie Tings? Barbie Tings is the first music video because she released a teaser for the music video. Yeah, I don't like those now. I don't like, I don't like she's releasing thirty a teaser. second she's teasers doing for the a three full rollout. 
that's what I'm saying for one song. She's doing a full rollout for two songs. Like, what? What's happening? I don't know. Like, is she going to drop an album or is she just going to quit after these videos drop? That's what I want to know. Like, is, are you dropping she a full drop tape? An album Why are you just going to? With this type of rollout, she has it's got to be real soon. For real, though. So, I mean, you guys let us know. You Is, is Nicki Minaj being OD petty for this? Or is just you know just with straight up competition? It's all fair, all fair in music, you know. But uh, let us know. So next in the items, Apple Music is set to hit like forty million subscribers. Hmm. Yeah. And following that news, they are announcing that they are going to stop iTunes music downloads in twenty nineteen. You will no longer be able to download music from iTunes. Oh, that's interesting. No more sales. Oh, just straight subscriptions, which is more lucrative. Mm-hmm. You have a constant exactly. cash flow. Yeah. We can't let y'all own shit. We'll own it and give you the access. So, I mean, this is what everybody wanted, right? For a small This fee. is what everybody wanted, right? <laughs> now, now everybody's going to be kind of like, yo, what the fuck? Like... You know, y'all wanted the streams, That's y'all crazy. wanted unlimited access to all this shit. Like, so now look at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know me, I'm not on the any of the. I'm not on Spotify, Apple Music, none of those. I'm uh, straight down those yeah. dog, and I just make my own. I got my own hard drives. I got my own playlists. Oh, facts, bro. I'm, I'm not, not plugged in like the that. The last thing I bought, I bought an album, but it was the only album I bought. In forever, and that's just because I wanted to support the artist. I bought Big Crit's album because, and honestly, I bought it because I saw him at a concert for free. So I was like, "Well, this will be the, for that ticket." Basically, I'm gonna buy the album because I saw him for free at a concert. I so. bought an album recently. <laughs> yeah. uh, Young Fathers, Coco Sugar. Oh, I did, man. I was feeling mm-hmm. the album, so I was like, "I'm gonna support them." They up and coming, nice indie. You know, they were our, uh, talk about, we're going to talk about, I'm talking about more later, but you know, they were my, uh, they were our pick for <laughs> album of the month of last month. So, uh, yeah, you know, I bought one, but I mean, I, nope. about the streaming, like I'm, I'm, I don't stream. So like, cause I'm not always online. I'm not always in a good place for signal. So I don't like mm. not being able to just have access to all that. And then, yeah. And then like. I don't like I don't like having all my like music history tied up into a subscription service because like if something happens to that service or or I stop paying for it then well, I just lose all access to the music. So like I've never been yeah. interested. It happened in that. to me, man. I was paying for Spotify and then like I stopped paying for it and then all of a sudden I was like, Oh my god. Everything that I listen to, I don't have access to, like, offline anymore. Yeah. Like, I can't just, and I was like, I can't pick the song I want to. I can pick the playlist I want, and it'll pick any song in there. I'm like, this is trash. Like, I hated it, but I still use the free service. But, yeah. They get you so hard, man. They make you feel like you just had regular iTunes or some shit. So... I mean, that's the goal is they get you into the ecosystem and then they make it basically impossible for you to get out because you can't download it. You can't keep it. So, like, if you do stop, then you just lose all of that. Yeah. So that's how they get people to just stay like, man, just stay forever because 
You don't want to lose all this playlist. You don't want to lose all that you music. Start you've been organizing, you know, like curating a, and putting together. Yeah, you organize a thousand songs. You got like you know ten different playlists for different shit, and then all of a sudden you can't use any of that shit. Yeah. That would be so fucking annoying. It's like the like you can't back it up because it's not yours. It's just on the program. I mean, it's what people wanted, so this is where it's going. And I knew, I knew this is what was going to happen. I knew they were going to try to stop just selling and the music. All together and just get everybody plugged into their respective, oh, yeah. you know, ecosystems. And then, and then what's happening right now is with all these streaming yeah. services where like each one's offering like exclusive, different exclusive shit. So then, like, you're not gonna have certain mm-hmm. access to other things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, they're following the 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 movie TV model. Yes, with Netflix yeah. and everything. Basically, they just adopted the Netflix model where. The more original content they can create, the like less they have to do deals. Like the more leverage they have, and the more money they'll they'll generate for projects to bring. But like, it's big names different in. because Netflix and them they can create their own stuff. Like here, they have to make deals with artists to like get them to stick with their platform. Like Taylor Swift, how she's only on like well, Apple Music or Spotify, I think too, maybe mm-hmm. or maybe she took it off. I don't remember. But like you only have access to like you if you want that specific artist, you don't only have to go there. But then what if you like a different artist and they're only on there? So like I'm just like I don't want to be involved in any of that shit. I'm just. But that's how like Hulu is. Like there's shows that like I see. You know I'm like, not Amazon on any Prime. of those either, dog. There's you know there's Amazon Prime. You know like, I'm on Amazon because I have Amazon Prime. There. So like I already had Amazon Prime before I even offered the video. Right. So like that's why I'm on there. But you know me. Right. There's so many ways to. Have access to. I'm not yeah. saying illegally. I'm just saying there's a lot of ways if you're interested <laughs> that you don't have to be even be involved in this bullshit, you know. And you know, I'm just over here with my, you know, 200 gigabyte high res Sony Walkman, so like I don't have to worry about any of that nonsense. I'm just plugged in all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wonder. I wonder if I wonder if people will out and will have an outcry about uh, you know not being able to download music, or if it will just be like a, something of the past and people won't even think twice about. I personally like to at least have control of that, but you know, yeah. Some people uh, just like know, to be plugged into that system, the Matrix. Let us know. They need to have it. I wish. Napster should come back. <laughs> this shit is like. Uh, there's no need. There's much better well, things than Napster. Yeah, but like a modern Napster. Just like ahead of its time, like it was, kind of shit. Something came out like that. Like if Google made its own streaming service with Drive. I mean, they do have a streaming service, Google Play, but it's definitely nowhere near the other ones. That's not that's not what I'm talking. That's a week. That's that's like something because they needed it. They're like, oh yeah, just just put a player together and we can put it on just online. Just make sure it works good enough. But Google's got potential. I mean, you guys let us know. Are you, are you <laughs> mad that you won't be able to download music from uh, iTunes anymore? Or is this just an inevitability and that you're just, uh, you're plugged into the system at this point, so it doesn't matter. You'll just pay continuously every month for like the rest of your lives. Let us know. 
Yeah. I personally do not, will not be paying every single month for the rest of my life just to listen to music. You know, it shouldn't be like a utility bill. I have a monthly music bill. That sounds so crazy. That's the the point of my life. I have a monthly music bill. No. I'm good. (laughs) Fuck all that. Uh, Trapping out the bandwidth for (laughs) me, thanks. So, uh, this weekend is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 2018. Mm. Nice. You probably haven't heard too much about it because there's no big name. Uh, I mean, there's big names, but it's not like any super controversial stuff like when Tupac was in. Was it Tupac? No, it wasn't Tupac. It was uh, NWA. When NWA was in there. Last time we talked about it and stuff like that, so... But it is happening this weekend. Um, the list of inductees is Dire Straits, the Moody Blues, Bon Jovi, the Cars, uh, Nina Simone, which is, I mean, mm. I guess she's rock and roll, but sometimes she just she's just Nina Simone. She just has, yeah. just depending on the song and obviously the mood and just general direction she takes it in. But uh, Nina Simone and then gospel singer sister Rosetta Tharp, which I did not know about until, you know, this actually made me look into her because I knew everybody else. But mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know this name. And, you know, do some research. And apparently she's like the God, basically like the godfather of rock and roll. Like she was like a oh, gospel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a gospel Definitely. artist, but... With like electric guitar and like you listen to her songs, it's definitely like early rock and roll, like it clear influences yeah. for everything else. And she's like one of the first to ever right. do it, like this old uh, black lady back in like the 30s and stuff. Like it's it's crazy. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I just like, I mean, that's one thing about like these Hall of Fames and stuff like that, and all these museums, and is that it does introduce you to people that you should know but mm-hmm. you know maybe you didn't because like she's for sure like she's not talked about much when it comes to like rock and roll and like the history of rock and roll but she definitely should be mm-hmm. she definitely should be recognized much much more so I'd like to see her get in it's dope yeah. so if you get a chance everybody should listen to Sister Rosetta Tharp and see what see where rock and roll came from because it's definitely Comes from that sound. It's crazy. That's right. Definitely. I'm putting that on my playlist right now. Gonna have to uh, not stream it. (laughs) They probably don't even have that shit on stream. Well, they might. It's probably on YouTube. (laughs) It's on YouTube for sure. That's why I I listen to her stuff. It was YouTube. Um, JaVale McGee is just dropped. JaVale McGee, a. University of Nevada. What? University of Nevada alumni. My guy from my school. Center for the Golden State Warriors. For y'all don't know. Uh, he's dropping an album. He just Or he just dropped an album. Why? What the fuck? And he dropped it on SoundCloud under the name Pierre. Stop Pierre. it. Stop it. <laughs> Are you serious? I am. And he's not, oh, but he's not like... rapping. He is just a producer. He's trolling. Oh, okay. All right. So that's less of a joke then. I can I can take that. 
It's actually not a joke. Like, it's actually not bad. It's really? It's really not bad. Like, it's, That's cool. Okay. I won't say it's, like, great, but I'll yeah. say it's, like, an above, it's, like, an ab- above average production for sure. Like, he hmm. has some clear so is, talent in the ear for it. Is it just a beat tape? Or does he no, have he like has, like, guests. Lyricists. Like, they're all guests. Like, it's, like, yeah. a I was like, DJ oh, okay. drama, you know. Well, no, I won't say drama because drama doesn't produce. But, like, you know, Mike Will made it tape or some shit like right. that. Like, all or the production handled by him. But he's got, like, guest artists on every song. Nice. So okay, check out my guy, man. Out here. Check out my guy, Pierre, man. University of Nevada. Wolfpack holding it down. Pierre. <laughs> SoundCloud. Pierre. P-I-E-R-R-E. That's crazy. Self-titled project. I have to see this. There's a lot of NBA guys. <clears throat> also happening. The, uh, I mean, there's a few NBA Stars and athletes out there that can like Damian Lillard, Dame Lillard, uh, Iman Shumpert can rap. There's a few, yeah. but it's just like yeah, there's a the few. thing with most NBA athletes artists rapping is that their subject matter. Like <laughs> Iman Shumpert, yeah. he can rap. He can actually rap. Like he can, like he can actually spit. But then he talks yeah. about like some street shit, and it's like, bro, like, no, it's not like we know you make like a ridiculous amount of money for playing for playing basketball, and you've been doing this since you were like in high school. So like, this isn't what I'm trying to hear from you. Like, you know, being in the street doing all this, this, and that. No, nah, bro, like that's not it. That's not yeah, the way. For real. <clears throat> Honestly, Shaq could probably help him out. Shaq got a platinum album under his belt, man. Yeah, bro, I had the VHS, uh, not VHS, the cassette tape. I found a cassette tape of Shaq, and I have it in my collection somewhere. It's a, it's an actual Shaq got us, you know, platinum album on it, man. <laughs> Another thing he did better than Kobe. That's <laughs> Damn, you remember that Kobe Who shit? Who doesn't, man? That shit was absolutely terrible. <laughs> That was the worst thing ever. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Kobe. If athletes are going to rap, they should do that shit anonymously to be taken seriously, honestly. Like, like Pierre. Pierre. <laughs> it's not anonymous now because I just told y'all, but go listen to Pierre. Uh, um, but. Also happening this weekend is the first weekend of Coachella. The overhyped, uh, overproduced music festival at this point. Yeah. So prepare yourselves for your Instagram feeds. You're about to see a bunch of fake hippies and just <laughs> just stuff. Just a lot of Coachella picks and just cliche, cliche yeah. festival picks. Coachella got weird, man. It started out as a great, you know, like all things. It started out great. Like it was exposing, you know... Uh, unknown artists or lesser known artists and acts and giving them a place to all come and see them and and it was kind of like a a niche thing and then now it's like this full blown corporate machine yeah like six or seven years ago that shit was the shit 
I mean, now that it's not uh, even like less known artists. Now you have Beyonce and like The Weeknd and like all these big name fucking people, Eminem and shit. Yeah. And so it's like, it's cool that it's they're doing crazy. it, but it's like. There used to only be like two of those. Two yeah, or three they'd of those be like the main headliner to end like the weekend. And sometimes they would be unannounced. So. And you wouldn't even know. I mean, it's cool, but then it's like. <laughs> it's, it's. It lost like the heart of it. And like, you know. Yeah. Just. It did, though. Because it was like. I don't know. It was just counterculture. It was more counterculture-like than anything. So, like, now it's just... It's the culture. So, you can't be counterculture and be the culture. So, it's it's just... It's become pop, really. It's kind of like, um... I don't know. Just, uh... A more commercial Bonnaroo. There, I mean... I think West that's Coast. how all festivals kind of start out. as you know, that in the... Indie, you know, Bonnaroo's act. not there yet. It's still probably a little bit more low key, but a little it's bit. It's getting there, but it'll be there soon. Once people get off the Coachella fad and be like, "Oh, what's the next big festival we can go to?" And I don't know, like maybe it's just going older, but like all this festival shit, like I'm not with it. I'm not going to any of that shit anymore. Like if I was younger, for sure I'd be all over it. But like it's now, the college it's like, kids though. I look at it. It's like Festivals it's not even about the music anymore at this point. <laughs> like it's strictly it's, I, it's for not. the show and just for the it's really experience and like being part of the fad and like the cool thing. Yeah, it's, damn! I just look at the list and like the list is crazy. The like the names on there are like ridiculous. all massive artists, and then you got to go really far down the, the list to find like smaller, lesser known acts. And the text just gets smaller. So the lesser known acts are the smallest print on the fucking poster. The first biggest names you see, The Weeknd, Beyonce, Eminem. Those are the biggest names on the poster. Cardi B's doing one there, too. Cardi B. Cardi B. That's crazy. I mean, there's rumor that Beyonce's hired like 100 dancers for her show. Oh, so. I mean, I'm sure it'll well, be... Well, Beyonce does stadiums, so she's she's ready for that. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be off the fucking chain, especially, like, even the weekend. Like, he just dropped his, you know, EP and whatever, so... Oh, yeah. oh my God. It's going to be He's dope, be but it's just, like... Did we talk about the weekend shit? No, nah, we we're going to talk about that after this. Oh, okay. But it's going to be dope, like, the, the shows and the acts and, you know, the big names... But it's just like, yeah. man, it's no longer what it is, like what it was. Like, it's no longer about the music. So it's when people are like, oh, I'm going to Coachella. It's like, they don't even know, like, any of the artists are not even interested in seeing any of, like, the other artists. They're just going to see, like, Beyonce or, like, The Weeknd or, and whatnot. So, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just when something becomes too successful and too like well known that loses like I mean I don't know though place. it's it's weird what about like what about joints like Summer Jam though that's is that different. has that lost that's its different. buzz because it's all hip hop or just it's a it's a ritual it's supposed to be crazy and I'd say no because Summer Jam does. No, and I would say no because it's, first of all, it's different. It's not like a giant festival. It's a show, like it's a, yeah. And 
They still it's a festival. It's, it's not the festival. Summer Jam summer festival. Jam is not really a festival. It's not like on Coachella level. It's a festival. It's not bro. on Coachella. Level, it, they got. Bro. It's not like Coachella. It's got probably half as many artists though. Maybe a third, but that's way less than half, bro. That's still less a shit than ton half. of artists. Less okay, than we'll half. say a third. If they play at least a third, and they still bring out a lot of up and coming acts onto the stage, though, like a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And Summer Jam's but just... they uh, have to have the headliners. They're going to have DJ Khaled. They're going to have Hove. Yeah. They're going to have... Diddy, but they always start... But they've Rivers, always been that way. Little Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, but that's true. Because they started they've like always that. Been I, yeah, that yeah, like, I see your point. Because they started like that. They, they've they always had big names and little names. They've always been bringing out big names and, and up and coming or whoever is hottest right now. But Coachella mm-hmm. was purpose was to expose lesser known acts yeah. and to give them a stage in front of everybody because if you can see all these acts in one place you're more likely to go see them than just if they're just doing an individual show you know it's more way of you right. to discover all these acts and stuff that you wouldn't have otherwise whereas now it's literally mm-hmm. just to cash in on the names and the big names and that's why the prices keep going up every year Whereas yeah. Summer Jam has always been that way. And Summer Jam still got that raw element to it. Look, people still get like snuffed on stage. Like we saw that, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. so it's still got that yeah, very Summer raw hip hop element. Yeah. It's still very at the heart of what it always been. But Coachella's definitely overproduced at this point. Like it's I think it's reaching that threshold where it's like soon gonna be like no longer the cool thing to go to do. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's all about the kids, though. The youths. The youth, them. If they go, it'll keep going. <laughs> it'll probably just change a lot, and we'll just, it will be something like it never was before. I mean, you know, they'll all get replaced. It'll eventually. probably turn into a week. Yeah, it'll, you know, and then it'll just be some other thing. But, uh, I mean, you guys let us know. What do you think about Coachella at this point? Do you still think it's, like, cool and it's still got the heart of what it is and still about the music? Or do you think, like, it's, like, I feel, like, do you feel like it's become too much of a fad, like, too much of a trendy thing that's lost its purpose? Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah. So that is it for the week. <laughs> week or two's past news. There wasn't, like, a ton of giant news items but that was the gist of it so we're gonna talk to some albums man since we started with Nicki Minaj it's only right yeah. that we start with Cardi B and her debut okay. album Invasion yeah. of Privacy so uh what'd you think Invasion of Privacy um well there were a few questions I wanted answered going into the project so that's how I was my mindset was a this music better explain the cover art <laughs> and like its commercialness like it better be there better be some relationship to the commerciality of this this album cover in the music and b it better not all just be a bunch of Vodak yellows <laughs> and so I was surprised she had a pleasant little mix in here. It was actually, I listened to it, and I was like, she got some hits on here. Like, she had some bangers. 
but then like I kept listening to it and I was I was trying to find substance and I didn't really I couldn't find like something to like really hold lyrically but she was saying good stuff it just it just I don't know it left me wanting a little bit more most of the time I thought the album was rushed. A lot of people thought the album was rushed because they thought she was pregnant. And she turns out she is. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's why the album was rolled out this way. But some of the songs, like the Chance the Rapper song, mm-hmm. that song sounds out of place to me. That song doesn't even sound like... It, it feels like maybe there was a layer they like didn't get to put in or like something. It just didn't even fit with... like the sequencing so that threw me off it was like oh you guys just thought this is cool like hey and we got chance you know (laughs) like it was like it was strange for me but i liked it was like okay but the sizzle joint kind of seemed a little bit weird but cool it was only weird because sizzle only did the chorus and the chorus wasn't like flames it was just like the energy there was a song that was kind of like a Bodak Yellow 2, and that was that Money Bag, or, yeah. Money Bag, Money Bag, Money Bag, Money Bag, yeah. Yeah, that was like the, the Bodak Yellow 2, basically. Like, the, the cadence was the same, like. <laughs> uh, But the lines, the lines were kind of cool. I kind of liked it, but then I realized it was so similar to the other one that I was like, I guess I just like this bop that she does, the one she does the, like, Kodak. (laughs) Kodak Black Bars. (laughs) Ooh, I didn't even look at the production credits or, like, the writing credits. I wonder. That kind of makes me want to look at the listing. But, yeah, overall, very good, uh, I would say, debut project for anybody. I mean... I'm pretty sure she did or is going to do the numbers that we projected, like at least uh, like 150. I said if she did under that, she'd flop. And I'm pretty sure she's projected to do like 200. So mm-hmm. she's doing good. But um, I don't know. I'm not sold on the music. I just think it's good. I think it's good for a while. Yeah. Um, it was better than I expected. Uh, let's just say off, off top, it was definitely better than I expected. Cause I wasn't so sure. Um, mm. Obviously, if you can build something off of just Bodak Yellow, Bodak Carter wasn't enough for me. Like it was okay, but it wasn't you know a strong indication of oh she got some mm-hmm. shit coming. And even like be careful, like yeah. I didn't really feel be careful all that much, especially once you find out that the whole. Song was basically ghostwritten by somebody else, and yeah. uh, it kind of loses the meaning and personal shit that she was saying on there. Um, I mean, that's cool for like R and B artists, right. but when you're talking about rap, it's very shit, labeled. Like, it's not, you know, it's just not. It's just not, and I hope it never will become that cool thing. But like, bro, but um, that's the question. I mean, there were some there were some moments on here that you know stood out to me. I I think she is a hundred percent at her best when she's on like hard shit, like on hard beats and like trap beats, like mm-hmm. you know aggressive sounding songs. That's when she sounds like at her most comfortable. 
Because when she's talking about, like, these slower, more introspective tracks, like you said, like, the Chance one and all this other, be careful and ring and I do whatever, it just doesn't feel genuine yeah. at all. Like, it feels very forced. And then... I'll be honest, they kind of sounded like reminiscent of Nicki Minaj. Like, no, and I wasn't Nicki's even... way better Before knowing Nicki... Before Nicki was dropping... No, I'm saying, like, it felt like they were trying, like, Nikki, I kept thinking Nikki did this already better, like, in, oh, in certain well, moments. Oh, let me finish, she, like, let me finish, let me finish my thought, okay? Uh, right. I'm getting there. So, like, it's definitely the slower songs, like, she's does not feel comfortable on. She only has, like, one delivery and one flow, so, like, she sounds... On the slow songs, how she sounds on like Bodak Yellow. It's like, it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you know, you gotta switch it up. Like, your inflection's gotta be different. Like, you know, your voice gotta be changed. Like, she can't do that. She does not have that ability yet. Will she get it? I don't know. But especially now, no. And it works on like the more aggressive shit, but on the slower shit, it definitely does not. And it's like little grading, <laughs> especially it's on the slow. Like, it was mm-hmm. little grading listening to her throughout the whole time um like you said some of the songs felt that a place and 100 percent that is due to record label involvement they definitely had her on a formula you know the old record label formula yeah. of you gotta have this type of song you gotta have this definitely. type of song like this is 100 percent atlantic was very involved in this and telling her kind of what type of songs oh, yeah. she needed to have on there. Um, because I, even throughout the whole time, like like you said, like she has some cool lines. She says some shit like, you know, some quotable shit. But it's like a lot of it is very recycled. Her story is very recycled mm-hmm. throughout the whole album. After the first song, you already know her entire story. So it's like I don't need to keep hearing this. Over and over and over again, but her yeah. subject matter and her content was very, very limited. She's at her best when it doesn't have to get very thoughtful. Or like you don't have to think too much about it. Like, so it's very formulaic mm-hmm. in that sense that the label is like you got to have this, you got to have this. So that's why <laughs> that's why she does sound like so many other artists on the songs that she's doing. Like when she was on a song with the Meagles, right. it sounded like a Meagles song. When she was on a song with Trance, it sounded like a Chance song. Like, so it's like the Meek Mill intro. Yeah, the Meek Mill intro. Like, come on now. Uh, so it's just like <laughs> she, her, her, who she is is just not like her personality is very clear, but like her actual like musical identity is not at all. Like, so she does not have a clear musical identity right now. And I mean, but there's some right. cool moments like Bacon Head was a cool song just because it's almost exactly 3-6 Mafia's 3 uh, Chicken mm-hmm. Head song. And like, yeah, I like it. It's, that, yeah. uh, it's like a trap version. It's just the trap version of the uh, the the Spanish, the Latin, the very famous Latin song. So it's like, she's yeah. just adding little elements to other sounds, but they're already popular sounds. So of course, you're going to mm-hmm. like them in some sort of way regardless because oh I like Chicken Head like it's a classic song for us so obviously I'm probably yeah. going to like this version too but she's just not 
Right. So, like, it was a solid debut. Much better than I actually expected it from her. But I'm not 100% mm. certain for the future of her career because she seemed very mm. extremely limited in what she can do and what she has the ability to, like, express in her music. Right. Yeah. There's a couple questions that I just... I'm left wondering about Cardi, you know, like a lot of questions. Uh, this is the most, this is the most commercial album I've probably seen in hip hop since like the early 2000s. Like, I can't think of a project more manufactured by the label of an artist building their whole entire image and and everything. I mean, it's kind of old school in that sense, like, because that's what they used to do yeah, in the early like, 2000s. Maybe nineties is right? like I don't even know. Like nah, early two thousands they were still like know. constructing people's albums. They were still yeah. Cause this is crazy, just like but then so that was one of my questions was like this opens up the door for rappers that don't write to make to be the face with a great voice but have a team of writers. That never show their face. I don't think so because right. her personality is pretty unique, and it's her. Yeah, and most people. But don't academics have that is much riding charisma. the wave. What about academics, though? Mm, nah, he's about to drop. I bet you he'll do like a hundred, maybe. And he doesn't even rap. Maybe, but I don't see him putting out a Bodak Yellow. That's like a very rare thing even like even with this age, like it's about a song that massive i mean yeah i mean you know that's hard for anybody to exactly do. <laughs> like, so like drake wants to do that especially Rihanna, for I a mean, female can almost like, do that anytime she wants but <laughs> yeah that's crazy mm. yeah your first time out too yeah, I don't, and because of that success, actually, that was another thing. Because of the success of Bodak Yellow, I didn't think they wanted the album out because these other songs in here sounded like they wanted to just put out singles. You know, like they wanted to put out a couple more singles. Of course they did. And remember, they tried. Cardi B, yeah, she wanted to put out a song back around uh, in in fall, and she said it was like Meek Mill like. That was the intro. It had to be, you know. Cause she said it was like it sounded like Meek Mill, and then the only up song that sounds exactly like Meek Mill. It was exactly like, Meek Damn. Mill's so she, intro. They had that. Yeah, I was like, it was weird because it sounds like she's listening to these people, like their music, while she's writing. I mean, like she, or probably it, well, maybe, <laughs> she's not writing. She, she's writing something. I know she's probably putting in a few bars here and there, but. It's crazy, like, oh, we gotta listen to this artist to get the vibe right. And, like, that's so crazy to me. That, but it's almost like a Bruno Mars style of making like music. Yeah, like, but, but Bruno Mars' rap, talent but, is undeniable. Yeah, but they're still. Yeah, he's talented. I don't want to put Cardi B. With yeah, the, you can't put them in the same not, class because that's not quite the same. Bruno does still write a lot of his music and a lot but, of other people's music. He just has influences of his sound. But almost as an homage. Yeah. You know, not as a, I'm copying you, but like 
I <clears> like <throat> this so much. I'm paying homage to these, you know, 90s yeah. R&B. With Cardi, shit. I don't even know if she knows. Like, I don't know if she knows half the time. Like, does she know which artist she's taking from all the time? Every time? She has Do you think to. she knew every time? Uh, most Do of you time. think she knew? Do you think she heard the, the Chicken Head song? Yeah. Before? She worked in strip clubs. Because she's 24, 25. She worked in strip clubs for a, okay. a long time. So, I'm pretty sure that song has come up yeah. at least once, bro. <laughs> I'm just assuming. Okay. I've never been to strip clubs before in my life, so I'm just assuming. Yeah, what what what's, what happens there with those things? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm but, assuming, you know, they sit around and... Yeah, Cardi. I don't know. There's just, there's just like, it was just too label. It was too much label for me. Very label. Very like, manufactured. But still, yeah. better than I expected. But still. Way better than I expected. But because it had so many hands involved, it was just like, it wasn't even, it wasn't Cardi B I was impressed with. No. It was, it was the team of Cardi B. It was like the, it was like, wow. A lot of people worked really hard <laughs> to make this project too well. They put a lot of money behind it. She had, they have to have her succeed. They've been pushing her hard. <laughs> yeah, so. Exactly. That's how I felt. I was like, well, they did it. Like, I wanted to I wanted to applaud everyone. It's like, you did it, guys. You, you know? Like, successful rollout. So, like. I mean, like... So, for me, it's <laughs> like, for everybody who thought that this would be the album to dethrone Nicki Minaj, like, sorry to disappoint you guys, but... This is definitely not the album to dethrone Nicki Minaj. Nah, not even close. But I bet Cardi B fans are probably going to, like, off the first listen, you might want to try to say, like, oh, shit, this is almost as good as a, but then, no, Mm-mm. it's not. Like, Mm-mm. I was trying to think of if the features were as dope, but, like, her Cardi B's features didn't really, like, like I said, the scissor thing was a mailed in verse that like was just looped. It was just it just it was vibeless. I mean I think I think Drip is gonna be a big song for her. But Yeah. Well cause that song's sounds like, like a Migos song. Better than half the Migos album. Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> a song that should have been on Culture too. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> for real I bet Cardi said nah put it on my album I need that <laughs> it probably did honestly the man whatever which one it is Offset yeah probably did but I mean yeah well, let us know what you guys think about Cardi B's debut Invasion of Privacy album did it live up to your expectations did it exceed them did it I don't did it do what you expected it to do like do you think you have a better sense of Cardi B, who she is as an artist? I mean, let us know. I mean, we all know who she is as a person through social media and all the shows and shit she's been on. But it's just like as a musical identity, mm-hmm. do you feel like you have an idea of that? Like, let us know. Let us know. <clears throat> Cardi. Uh, another album I listened to was Rich the Kid, The World Is Yours. His debut album. Oh, you did. That shit's I didn't hard, bro. To it. Well, I, I've heard like, I, I heard like three songs though, and like it was pretty, fl- it was pretty lit. It had to be. I was like, 
I would have been really disappointed if it was whack, just because he he's like a he owns his own label too. Yeah, out of all these like SoundCloud rappers in this whole wave, he's probably one of the ones I was most interested in. Not even because like he's like yeah. a lyricist or like he's great, so much better than the rest musically. It's just like I feel like his personality, his charisma is more established, which is more like likable than I think a lot of these other guys. Yeah. And uh, he kind of reminds me of uh, like a new version of Gucci. I don't go that far, but yeah. I mean, he obviously get. I mean, you know, young businessman. Yeah, he obviously has a lot of respect because he has features from Lil Wayne, Kendrick Lamar, Future, Rick Ross, Khalid, like, off <laughs> your first album. Yeah. So obviously, he's very exactly, well respected right? like, by his peers. So, because mm-hmm. you don't see these people hopping on many debut albums for people that aren't, like, massive, reestablished already. <clears throat> Like he has his following, but he's yeah. not like even the biggest one of the biggest out of this whole wave, you know what I'm saying? So to have all these names right. is crazy. He definitely got one of the hottest songs right now though. That new freezer. Shit is fucked. New Freezer's crazy. Plugwalk is crazy. Uh Plugwalk, that shit like those are like that's that's a rollout. That's a ooh. He killed that though. Like and what's crazy is um he signed Famous Dex, so, like, he basically brought, like, he gave him some of that that swag. So, like, I don't know. That kid's probably going to drop a nice... Oh, wait. Dex did drop something. I didn't listen to I it. Dex heard, me Dexter. Yeah, just, yeah. Anyways. You guys let me know about that one. Yeah. But, I mean... I have to check the that The Lil out. Wayne song, hard. The Trippy song, hard. Like, no question. Future was hard. This album was pretty hard, but, like, I was like, yo... I, I knew New Freeze and Plug Walk were like, I was like, yo, those go hard. And those songs, like, I definitely slap, but right. I wasn't sure of him as a whole project. But I'm like, yo, he didn't do nothing special. Like, let me be clear. Rapping wise, like, content wise, was nothing that special. But, like, pairing, like, his actual, like, personality and just charisma, just the way he delivers stuff and then, like, actual beats, just made it, like, a really listenable yeah. album. And I would put it, I would put it above right. Culture too, like as one of the best trap albums of the year so far. Ooh, swag! I like that. I like that placement. I have to listen to the whole project first before I do that. But listen to it. I don't it's surprisingly good. I don't see myself arguing with that. I don't know if I know if I listen to any more Culture Two songs right now. <laughs> um, I listened to Made. Was it Made Men or Made? What's it called? I don't know the name. It's towards the end. I don't even know. Oh, uh, I think that is Made Men. Yeah, Made Men. That one's got hard. Hmm. But yeah, it's just like, when I was listening to it, I was like, well, these are some of the sounds that I wish were on Migos' culture too. Like, you know. <laughs> so, I think right. I like this one more. How, they gave out all their best songs. Off culture too? Drip. They should have kept Drip. They should have. Oh yeah, they should definitely kept yet. Drip. Well, they should have kept, should have kept uh, some of their songs off of Quality Control. Oh yeah, right. I don't know why that was. That was Ric kind Flair. Of trippy. Pop shit like, would have been crazy yeah. if they would have dropped that on Culture too. 
Yeah, because it didn't make the wave. It should have because it was on quality was control. Like on but if it was like got, the intro on like yeah. Culture Two, that shit would have been crazy. Mm-hmm. But nah, man, they fuck. They gave away too much shit. That's what it was. Too hotty was would have been a hard ass song if they had it on there. Like they definitely gave way way too much. But if you're looking for like a good right. trap, turn up like turn off and turn up two album, Rich the Kid. The world is yours. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's just fly. He's got he's got a cool swag. Um so yeah. Anybody out there who's actually heard it, let us know what you thought about that album as well. Uh, do you would you put it above culture too? I definitely would. Let me know, man. I'll let you know. So album of the month last month for March was Young Father's Cocoa Sugar. I'm sure you saw this. I don't know if you listened to this. I only heard like... No, I haven't heard the whole project. No. So this is <laughs> the first project of the year to get my perfect five-star rating. And my reaction to it. Perfect. perfect. And that's hard to get, ladies and gents, if you don't know. <laughs> Well, when I give a five star, I don't necessarily mean perfect as in no flaws. I mean five star perfect as in like, as a whole, the resonance was like perfection. So mm-hmm. this one resonated me, obviously, to a great extent. Uh, this is my first listen to Young Fathers. I kind of heard the name before, but I never really listened to a project. They're like a mm-hmm. experimental group. I'll say experimental. So like they're kind of hip hop, but then they're like punk, and then they're <laughs> pop, and then they're like electronic. Like it's just that whole continuation of what we talked about last show it was like this genreless expansion of music, and they're extremely yeah. genreless here. And like the experiment with so many different sounds, and like you can be listening to one one kind of genre in one song and then listen to a completely different kind of genre in a different song but it all like works and all mm-hmm. meshes together and just all feels like them and like there's some great fucking moments on there and uh, it's just another album that's just so hard to fucking explain that you just need to hear <laughs> the vibes it's, I mean that's what a good album will do is just like Leave you speechless, you know? You just gotta listen to it. You're like, I don't know what to say, man. The vibes <laughs> it's got a little of this, were little incredible. Of that. But it it definitely makes me want to check it out and put it on. It sounds like something I could definitely put on in my studio, for sure, and just, like, create. I like listening to... Vibes are incredible. Alternative. It's all about, like, evoking, like, emotion from their music and... Just the way that it's like kind of a lo-fi like aesthetic to the music, but it's still high fidelity sound. Like it's hard to explain. Like it's just mm. you have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. My first five star. I'm gonna check it out. I know. I was I'm like shocked. But I'm not at the same time. It just makes me wanna I have to listen to that basically. Y'all should definitely check it out. They are it on your definitely list. one of the coolest uh groups I've heard in a while, so must you know where they're listen. From? Um Well 
again, they're like an amalgamation, but I believe they all met in Ireland. I want to say Ireland mm. or Scotland, but I want to say Ireland. Okay. But it's an interesting backstory. Uh, two of the guys like from Africa and different parts in Africa. Um, one, mm. I think, moved when he was younger. I think the other's parents moved to like London or something. Um, mm. And then they all met up. Some I forget the whole backstory, but they met up somehow, I believe, through in Ireland. And they named their group Young Fathers because mm. they are all named after their fathers. Oh, cool. So it's like three of them. That's it's crazy. Like two like black African guys and like one white guy. Um, mm-hmm. One's like the rapper and the other thing is like more the producers and stuff like that. But it's it's just a, like even just even like explaining how they are and like their group is like just mm-hmm. hard to explain because like it's a mash. It's like a, <laughs> so it's not surprising that this is the sound that comes out of them because they have such different experiences that they still came together and like made this group and like this project and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. They're definitely one to be looking out for. Um, it's a name that I'm for sure you will see in festivals. If you're not already yeah. starting to see them this year, but I'm for sure you will see them very soon on festivals everywhere. They'll be like that one group that everybody's like, "Oh, I discovered this new," you know, what I'm saying like that. Like so, <laughs> they're definitely on that verge of like becoming much, much more well known in music. Hmm. So, uh, if anybody's heard Young Fathers, man, let let me know what you thought about it. I definitely want to hear other people's opinions about it. But I definitely loved it, and it's one that I get pretty good. Uh, been in rotation ever since it dropped. I told you it was the first album I bought in like <laughs> yeah a couple of years. So <laughs> yeah, saying that's, a lot, that's man. Crazy. Yeah, I haven't bought an album since the Big Crit, and like I said, that was the first album I bought in years. So. It was a double disc though, so I felt like yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I didn't have such ready available access to it, I probably would have bought it too. But you know, um, yeah. I guess some you know some people you know look out. Um, but it was not the only five star album. I don't know what it is this month, but I gave out two more five star ratings. <laughs> the second was to the weekend. My Dear Melancholy. Yeah, let's talk about it. I'm sure you've heard this one. Oh, I had, yeah. I, I heard that. <laughs> so it's only six tracks. It's an EP. Some people thought it was going to be a full-blown album. I thought it might be, but it was more like an EP or a mixtape. Oh, I knew it wouldn't be. I was glad so, it wasn't. Um, go ahead. Let us know what you thought. But, man, well, I mean, anytime the weekend drops, I always check for it, but I'm always... Wondering if it's going to be commercial able or mixtape able. Mm. <laughs> you know, which one are we going to get? Because I like The Weeknd from the trilogy and uh, House of Balloons. Well, basically, days. House of Balloons, yeah. So, like, all of that was like, it felt like he went back to those vibes. He did. And um, the album title, My Beautiful Melancholy, like, it just sounds well, my dear melancholy like my oh yeah oh my dear melancholy it's such a crazy just that's the vibe though it's like this weird almost like underwater like like just 
I don't know how to, how to describe his 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 vibe. It's grittier than his pop sound. He's a dark Michael Jackson. A little bit. Yeah, it's it's Michael Jackson on the streets, like like talking that like thug shit or something, like, but not talking like a thug. He's just like at in the strip clubs and like he's you know he's more Rick James than, <laughs> but still Michael. Like it's crazy. I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. I still play that a lot right now. I mean, it's in rotation every day. Call out my name, bro. That song, call out my name. The first track, right? Is that the first track? Which one? Let me see. Call out my name. Yes, the first track. Let me see. Yeah, that shit is like that. Might be my favorite song. <laughs> it's a good ass song. Um, his songwriting is phenomenal. Very underrated. Yeah. Hurt you, dope. Oh, yeah, no. This shit is flames. This is Oh, you gave this a, a five. Uh, I like that though. Post breakup sounding album. Oh. Selena, right? Yeah. Gomez? Yeah, bro. I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, he's actually cause it used to he used to never like really talk that love stuff. But the way he was talking about it. It was so real that I knew he was talking about his ex. This definitely felt like his heart, like heartbroken, like heartbreak album. Like he always kind of was like that cynical and like downtrodden type of sound, but like here it was like felt more aimed specifically at a specific person in mind, you know? Especially on Call Out My Name. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, I fucked with, like, this was, I gave it five stars for a reason, because this is kind of what I wanted. (laughs) I've been wanting him to go back towards those older days when he first came on, when everybody fell in love with this sound, when he changed the game, when he Mm -hmm. basically changed, single-handedly changed, like, alternative R&B. When he was just known as the guy with the weird hair. Well, (laughs) we need to know what he looked like for, like, a good two years, but, yeah. Right. So, he went back to that route but he still kept some of his popular elements so like i felt like it was a great mix he did. between like his new pop sound and like his newfound right. fame whatever and success from that but then mm-hmm. also keeping that that like darker menacing sound from you know the trilogy days so like i felt like yeah. it was a good medium between the two and like it was only six songs. I loved all six songs. So it was like, how can I not give it a five-star rating? Like, I can play this completely <laughs> right. that short. But it's like, every song hits so hard. And he's just yeah. extremely underrated to me like as a writer. And I just think he's one of the most interesting pop stars there is that are today. Like, kind of, hands down. Oh, for sure. He's in his own lane completely. Complete own lane. It's It's actually crazy. I mean, a lot of people it's, have come after It's crazy after him. how much he sounds like Michael. And people are too. like, oh, they're like The weekend." Yeah, yeah. I mean, he said that Michael's like his biggest, you know, influence and like his biggest idol. So, not surprising mm-hmm. that he does have that influence, especially on the pop side for Michael. But then it's just so dark and like moody that it's just, yeah. I don't know, it's just so much it's emotion. It's like shit Michael shit. would yeah. never say out loud. <laughs> you know it was like the shit that Michael Fisher was like dealing with inside that he just didn't let show yeah 
on the music, you know? And this is just, like, his inner demons mm. and just inner darkest thoughts, like, coming out and, like, expressing yeah, themselves like, fully it, I'm gonna in song it. form. So, yeah, yeah, like... He was really generous, I felt like, with this project. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's like, always been... He didn't have to... I feel like his writing has always been pretty... Um pretty personal but i think like he even Mm -hmm. took it like another step even more on this one yeah i I don't think i've ever felt like i knew a little more about him like after an album like so much well i mean sort of just in the style and the presentation and stuff but like this is more about his personal life than like just his like vice. Yeah, before like you know, it's it more felt like it, a stylistic it, choice before, and this feels like a personal thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like an eight oh eight. Like this is like his eight oh eight. So I mean, it was dope. It's six tracks. What can you say? Like it's it's only six songs, but every six every song is a non skip, and he's just doing things. Yeah, and I mean that other artists just can't can only dream of doing basically. Yeah, most of the songs are like three minutes, 40 seconds, almost four minutes. That's like, if six songs... About the same length technically as... Technically, that's 12. Same length as uh, that's like 12 XX songs. Tentacion, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, what... That's about 12 songs, so he, he got... It's probably longer than XX Tentacion. And he had like, what, 15 <laughs> songs on there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real songwriter, real songwriters. Difference. Real songwriter. Yeah, this is how you write songs, ladies and gentlemen. The weekend, he fucking kills shit. It's, it's savage. It's just kind of a stand. I mean, but let us this, the vibes again, when like, I thought OVO XO was like one thing. That's like that's what this reminds me of. It's the days when I didn't know they were different. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's influenced a lot of people, and like I think he just continues to show that there's a wide gap between him and like. All these other alternative R&B acts that have popped up since. Right. Definitely. I but mean, you guys let us know. Doors, though. I did, for sure. But Go ahead. He definitely you did. Know, but like there's, for black? Like six lakh? He's good, but even then, there's still a wide gap between what The weekend is doing and what everybody else is doing. <laughs> Like, yeah. while they're still chasing, like, his older sound, like, he's constantly evolving his sound. The Weeknd so. savage. He's never he been shaky. He's always just climbed and <laughs> just killing it. But, yeah, like you said, you guys let us know. Yeah, you guys let us know what you thought about this Quick Strike mixtape, EP, whatever you want to call it, album. Do you think there's anybody in pop more interesting than him right now? I personally do not think so. I can't think of anybody that's more musically interesting than him. But uh, let us know. So I have one more album I wanted to talk about that I just listened to this week. And I just mm. gave it five-star rating today. Mm. Saba. Have you heard of this guy from Chicago? Rapper? Sounds so familiar. Oh, I name. almost clicked on that. I didn't listen to You've that. Probably no. seen his name around. 
But if you did yeah. not listen to this, you, this is a must, must listen. Um, I was like, I was like this close. I don't know. So I yeah, wasn't I going to at first, but like, then I was like, the name just kept like digging at my head. Like, man, I've seen this name. I've heard this name somewhere before. Like, you know, let me just check mm-hmm. it out. I'm glad I fucking did, man. Like, so he's from Chicago. I mean, you like Mick Jenkins. You like these people. So, like, you for sure would like him. Yeah. Yeah. Just vibes, man. Like, some crazy fucking vibes on there. Like, it's a super deep, emotional, like, introspective album about, like... Mm -hmm. So I guess when he so I guess when he recorded the album, his cousin, I believe, like a really close cousin to him, was just killed, like not that long ago mm. in Chicago. Like he was stabbed to death on like a subway or bus or something. So this is basically like the project right after that. So everything mm. on here is like it's darker and it's like an ex- exploration of like grief. And like isolation, like feeling alone, and just like trying to cope cope with like all the woes and stress of life, but in like mm-hmm. a cathartic sense, but not in like the masochistic way. Like there's like a light at the end of the tunnel, you yeah. know, type of thinking. But but like he's fully bearing it all out there, like his depression and emotions and feelings mm-hmm. about everything, and he's very open about the whole thing and that's great but it wouldn't be you know great music if it didn't have the backing sound and it definitely has some top notch phenomenal phenomenal production on there like the soundscapes on here are ridiculously like dense and lush and you get like elements of jazz and you get like Mm -hmm vibe instrumentation and just like really drives home this emotion and like this and like some songs he has like a almost a spoken word type of delivery like a jazz type of delivery mm. and those songs you'll get like jazz interesting horns and sax in the background of these songs it's like it really drives home like that yeah that emotion oh, that feeling and that. it's just like that's Chicago style too that's flavor so it's definitely not Chicago trap. This is more of that conscious. I won't even say. I won't even call it conscious. It's just like really grounded and emotional. And man, mm. it's fucking powerful. And it was just like I just started listening. I was like, man, what the fuck? Like this shit is fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> like this shit is good, bro. Like, dope. Not much more I can say. I, check like, it it's out. Just, I'm checking, I got I love getting new music. I love this it. This was just one that I was like, you know, you love like you. I like love discovering new music. This is one that when I listen to it, like cannot but put a smile on my face because like when you just know like you discovered mm-hmm. somebody so fucking dope, and like this project right. was so fucking dope, and I've been listening to it all day so. Mm-hmm. Gave a five star rating. Swag. Uh, Saba, care for me is the name of the album. Mm. It's uh, it's it's gonna impact you if you listen to it for sure. In some way or form, it's going to impact you. 
And that's like, for me, that's like yeah. some of the best type of music. So this is a must listen. Yeah. Absolute must listen. Young Fathers and Saba okay. are absolute must listens if you're trying to discover some new dope fucking albums and dope fucking artists. Nice. These are must listens. Okay. Well, I'm gonna be putting that on my list. That's what I'm gonna be listening to this week then. <clears throat> Until the new stuff, if there's anything new, draws. Uh, um, there definitely are. And yeah, I there's only a couple things. Pulling that list up now. Oh, that you're anticipating. Um. Well, mm. I got a couple things on my list right now that I need to check out this upcoming week. So I need to listen to. Mm-hmm. Y Oak's new album, The Ladder I Call, The Faster It Runs. Um, 30 Seconds to Mars, America. I want to listen to that. Saba. Oh, yeah, I want to listen uh, to that too. I'm going to listen to it again. Uh, Caliuchis, Isolation. Oh, I checked that out actually. Yeah, I mean, I've loved every feature she's done. So I was like, I'm sure I'll love this one too, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. I've I only heard about like six or seven songs, and so far, I'm. It's basically like I have to listen to it twice. Like off the <coughs> first listen, you're not gonna get all of it because it's it's such a particular vibe. She's like giving us this. I don't know. Like kind of taking it back to the what is the seventies maybe kind of vibe right. but with this like real low-key tone so well, i'm gonna give it a chance i'm gonna listen to it um it's like yeah but while they dropped a new song too got to ask you but outside of the what did you think about drake's latest single oh the single oh i forgot i did mention that uh well here's what i have to say about the single the the song itself isn't that good. Thank you. <laughs> the song isn't good. Song. It's not a good song. It's like Thank it's, you. it's honestly it's a bad song. Like his vocals and the beat together don't sound like a good song. But if I listen to just his vocals without thinking about the whole song, he's saying some okay things that might sound better on a different beat. And the beat just has its own vibe. So basically, Drake just put the wrong bop on the right beat. But the video, the video he dropped is what's going to keep this thing streaming yeah. and talked about. So many cameos Because he did it again. There, he just did it again. And that's what I was talking about with him and with the Young Money Camp sneaking on, on Cardi's rollout. Because that was all about, like I said, the sample. That was similar, but then this is a woman's empowerment thing. Yeah, but I don't. Like, I don't personally think that that was intentional. I just think that was coincidental. It's not. It's just collateral damage. But then Nicki Minaj gets to like do something with the collateral damage. Like, so it just seems like bullying. It seems like they're teaming up. They're rolling out before and after her project. And. Like Nicki Minaj says in one of her songs, we're the big three. So it's like, if Lil Wayne drops something, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. If Lil Wayne I, drops something, I mean, I'm going to be like. I just see so many people hyping the song up. I'm looking around like, 
Am I missing something here? This shit's not that good, bro. <laughs> like, sure. It's not a good song. It got better. It, it reminds better me of For, for Free. Me, like, after I heard it a couple more times, but it's still like, bro, this is probably one of his worst singles that he's ever put out, bro. Bro, it's it's another For Free. It just Worse like, than For Free. It's only worse because Khaled didn't put his name on it. And I'm like, I think it would. I it don't literally know. sounds like the same Bob. I feel like the tempo is off. Like this. Personally, I personally think if the tempo is slower, it might sound better for me. Yeah. But like the high tempo Lauren Hill, and then just like, it was just like the beat's not that great. And I'm just like, man, what is. What is this? It's weird. This is your second it's single, weird. bro? This is your follow up to God's plan? And it's just like, I just see so many people because hyping it up. Video. I'm just like, this is not that And you great, know what's bro. crazy? But here's the thing, though. Because Drake knows that, like, his fans, like, I'm a fan of Drake, so I've, like, heard everything that he put out. When he did the uh, Freaking You remix on Party Next Door's thing, he had a line where he was like, we could get Stone like Emily or... Uh, we get wild like Olivia or Stone like Sharon. That's what it was. So like he had Olivia Wilde is the first person actress in the music video that this new song is. So he's like trying to thread together shit he already said or did with the visual. So he didn't even have to mention her in this song, but he already mentioned her in the song. Now that's why she's in it. So like he's it's I mean, that's cool and all, but but I don't know. I don't know. The song's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's cool and all. And we're but supposed to be checking for the music. That shit's not that good, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, like this shit's not that good. No. And people hype it up. Yeah, like, Drake. But like, Drake yeah. didn't make it for the rap people. He didn't make it for us. He gave us diplomatic immunity so we could wait a few months. I, look, in my reaction to the music video, I said that this is very clearly aimed at women. And women will appreciate the song yep. and probably hype it up beyond what it should be, especially with the video. And that's exactly what's happening. Yep. But at the end of the day, <laughs> this shit's not that fucking good. And it's not even a top 20 uh-huh. Drake single. So, I'm good. <laughs> uh, King Kendrick all top the way 20? still. Like, it's How just showing me that yeah, it's, it's probably in like the bottom. Kendrick's five, at the top. That's all it keeps showing me is that he's no longer that guy at the top because Kendrick is doing the commercial shit now so it's come on God's plan was great uh, I wouldn't say cool. that I wouldn't I say would. that just yeah Kendrick's the rapper but Drake's the superstar uh, Kendrick is very much a superstar at this point yeah but he needs he needs a couple more years to be the full flesh he hasn't fully crossed over yet He's humble, but he's still hood. And Drake, Drake is, he's still, he's he's like hood enough, but like he's doing the SNL giants. Like as soon as Kendrick can host SNL and not just debut yeah, a song on it, that's an he's artist. Super- he's not. He's but he he's is doing a skits. rapper. He's like he's a hundred percent a rapper. Like that's what I'm. He saying. doesn't even he's give a fuck ra- about he's all that the other rapper. shit. He's the rapper. And he's yeah. still, that's what I'm saying. He he said, this. his whole line was, you let you fucked around and let a conscious rapper do all this shit. 
Because he doesn't give a fuck about other shit, clearly. And he's still doing yeah. this shit to music. So it's like, oh, come on, bro. If he really wanted to do like crossover, I think he could easily. And he did with Black Panther, the album. Yeah, but you Drake already answered that. He said, I, I would steal all of your fans if I went on some conscious shit. <laughs> yeah, right. That's definitely not like, true. But regardless, them, but it's just not that great of a song. You guys let us know what you thought about the it's song. It's a bad song. I've heard much better from Drake. The Wale song I heard, though, did make me not hate Wale so yeah, much. Yeah, you're just a hater, bro. You should never hate Wale that much. His fucking EP was not good. It was just okay. That's why I hate him. Because you can't just... <laughs> but this song, Negotiations... This is what the EP should have been, basically. He dropped a song called Negotiations. I haven't heard and it. It's what I thought the EP would have been. I haven't heard it. That's all I have to say about that. So check it out. <clears throat> that came out like yesterday or some shit. <laughs> but I like it. That's the first Wale song. I didn't like the songs on the EP, but I like this song. I'm playing this song. So Negotiations. So before we... Get up out of here. We, Like we always do, we're going to tell you the upcoming albums over the next two weeks. So, dropping April 13th, 2018. Some highlights. Uh, Breaking Benjamin. Ember is the name of the album they're just coming out with. Jason Aldean, if you're into country. Review Town. Uh... Tanache is finally dropping an album called Joyride. <laughs> I was wondering. So it's been a long time coming for her. Where's the rollout? It's been <laughs> like a six year rollout. Uh, I'm tired <laughs> of putting money behind it. Uh, Wiley, Godfather 2. So that is for April 13th, 2018. For next week, April 20th. There's not like a ton coming out, but there's a few things. Lord Haran, Huron, Haran, however you want to say it. Vide Noir is the name of the album. I'm a big fan of his, so I'll definitely be listening to that one. A Perfect Circle, Eat the Elephant. I don't know who this is. Pennywise, Never Gonna Die is the name of the album, but I like the name Pennywise, obviously, because of it. <laughs> it's like the uh, killer clown. <laughs> Kimbra, uh, Primal Heart, is the name of that album they're coming out with. And last but not least, Sting and Shaggy are dropping their joint album, 44 786 is the name. I'm interested. Mm. I heard the rumor about that. I didn't know that was a real thing. Oh, it's a real thing. They're gonna have That's a music video and everything out for a couple, for like one of their songs. It's kind of it makes me confused, but not really, but a little bit. I'm not. <laughs> but Sha- I mean, like Sting I, it just loves, makes me tilt my head like, and be like that reggae and all the other stuff, though. Oh yeah, I know that. I'm not saying it's it it. They won't have chemistry. I'm just wondering if their chemistry is good enough for me to say the music is good. <laughs> I mean, they're old. There's probably going to be one or two songs that are vibe, 
but I don't know if I'm going to like the music, honestly. I don't know what kind of, like... They're old. We'll see. They're Hopefully. legends. I'm not going to shit on They're it. old. They're legends. They can sting do a fucking thing at this point. I put them in the Snoop Dogg category. Is Shaggy a legend? It wasn't me as a legend. He's not okay. on Sting status, but, you know. That's what I'm saying. That's why there's the head tilt. Like, it's just like, Shaggy, though? He's but blessing, he's but the fact that Shaggy. everybody like still Sting's blessing Shaggy. But the fact that everybody still knows Shaggy's name and like it's still kind of <laughs> a legend, bro. That is kind of crazy. Like he that really only dropped crazy. one noteworthy project, like mainstream wise. Was that me? <laughs> That's crazy. And that it still stands the test of time. Yeah. It's still kind of like people still know his name. So kind of. I mean, obviously, he's definitely yeah. no Sting, but the, just to see right. Shaggy come back and then come back with Sting is like, I have to fucking listen to the album. You shit me? Of course uh, I'm listening. That sounds so weird, though. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. It just sounds weird. <laughs> so is there anything, you know, yeah, coming out over the like, next couple weeks that we did not discuss or anything that has, re- that has dropped recently that we did not discuss? That we should check out. Let us know in the comments below. Anywhere this goes up. YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever ever else. Facebook, wherever we put this up. Uh, if you have any questions. Questions, comments, text, uh, topic suggestions for this show, past shows, or any future shows. Let us know in the comments below as well. Or you can email us directly at podcast at livinglifefearless.co. Or go to livinglifefearless.co slash podcast and fill out the form. If we find anything, you know, that jumps at us, we will try to mention that in the next or upcoming show and, you know, give you credit, give you a shout out. Today's date is April 12, 2018, and that is it for this week's episode of Music Files Podcast. I'm your host, always, Dario Hunt, my co-host, Darice Walker. We want to thank you guys for joining us once again. And uh, we'll be back. We'll be back shortly. So, thanks for listening. Yeah. Peace. Keep living life fearless, y'all. Music files coming soon.